0: Hello, it's lovely to have your company for another episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood, Director of Climate Strategy Company Resilience Limited, and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2, and across the Nelson-Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net, and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today we are going to go back to Climate Matters number 85, which came came out in the middle of November And the theme of CM85 is little things. We're going to be talking about the little blue penguin and energy. We're going to talk about the relationship between coffee and atmospheric sensitivity. We'll touch on the question of e-reefs. You'll have to wait and see what they are. And then signs of the times, more signs of the times, dock and Department of Conservation and small things, and then a hot tip on low carb. So anyway, let's get into it. Climate Matters 85. As I mentioned, the theme is small things making big differences. And I framed it as a bit of a lull before the storm because it was coming out just as COP27 was beginning in Egypt with the comment that don't hold your breath for the outcomes of COP27. We'll go into that a bit more another time. So from coffee to tweets, from penguins to shopping habits, there's plenty of food for thought there. But though there are lots of little things, they still point to potentially big changes, like a shift in lake colour. How about that as the planet heats up? And the little blue penguin won't be the last you'll hear from me on energy, because energy is absolutely one of the crunch points in our whole ability to transition away from burning fossil fuels and other high carbon activities we have to bring to an end. I also had a brain teaser, and the brain teaser was, what is a robust quasi-quadratic temperature-hate-tweet curve? Got that? What is a robust quasi-quadratic temperature-hate-tweet curve? We'll give you the answer towards the end. So, getting into it, the little blue penguin offers a much-neglected lesson to the energy sector. Energy return on energy invested, sometimes called EROI, is the name of the game that shapes our society, even if government and our energy sector choose to ignore it. But the little blue penguin can't ignore it when human disruption of inshore feeding grounds forces it to swim further and further for its food, i.e. it gets a lower energy return on the energy it invests to get the food. The result? The little blue penguin is struggling in places. And what's the parallel for us? Well, all of our energy, renewables and fossil fuels have falling eroi, and that means our society is going to get progressively more constrained as we get further down this track of declining EROI. That all comes from a program on Radio New Zealand entitled What Feathers Can Tell Us, and there'll be a link for that on the Fresh FM Climate Matters webpage. Now, coffee gives us a lesson in atmospheric sensitivity coming from no less a source than NASA, Have you ever doubted that a few parts per million of a gas can cause global overheating? I was once giving a webinar when one sceptic did. He couldn't imagine that that could happen. NASA gives us a handy insight into powerful effects that can be caused by small concentrations of potent substances. And in this case, they're talking about the difference between Ordinary Coffee and Decaffeinated Coffee. There will be a link to that. If that tickles your fancy, go and check it out. Pretty interesting. Now from the Can You Believe It files, a new news on what used to be old news, but either way, they're very interesting. I just read in a great little website called Reasons to be Cheerful, a way of making coral reefs grow five times quicker. How? Wait for it. Just add electricity and, in fact, add solar electricity. In fact, it's been around for I- for years as an idea, but it's getting more in the spotlight again. Now, this might not stop the climate crisis, but it's a fabulous um, idea for possibly speeding the recovery of coral reefs. As we all know, coral reefs are being hammered by increased ocean temperatures and increased ocean acidity. So if there's a link there, to both the Reasons to be Cheerful website and to one called Just Add Electricity. Now, here's a sign of the times, and there are a whole lot of images. I won't spend too much time on them, but on one trip I did to Nelson's Great Saturday Market, I actually took three lots of photos. One was showing the great friendly face of Carlo Wiegand at the market as he spearheads yet another planet-friendly initiative, the wash truck, which means that you can now use rewashable cups and plates rather than throw away ones when you're getting food and beverages at the market. Some people will know Carlo from his great activity in the COSA composting initiatives. And then I also walked past two... Signs outside shops, they were both a bit tongue-in-cheek and whimsical. One of them, I thought, helped the climate crisis and the other one potentially made it worse. So the first one was, shop local is the new black. Shop local is the new black. In other words, let's get round, around our heads that shopping local is the cool thing to do. The other one I saw was, I'm not a shopaholic. I'm simply helping the economy. And why do I think that that's not such a good thing for climate? Well, a big part of the climate crisis is our consumerism. We buy a lot more stuff. Everything we buy has carbon and energy content. We throw more away. We are adding to resource depletions, which are critical around the world. We're compromising biodiversity, and so it goes on. So deciding that being... Uh, not a shopaholic, but simply helping the economy is actually a bad thing in terms of a climate space when we should be trying to reduce our consumerism. Okay, there's a link there to the the source of the quasi-quadratic shape of the temperature-hate tweet curve. And that where did that come from? It came from no less than the reputable medical journal, The Lancet, and it is reporting a study where they discovered that when temperatures got well away from the norm or the average temperatures in a town or a city, and especially when they got high, the rate of aggressive tweets on Twitter went up dramatically on more or less a quadratic shape. That is like a parabolic shape. There's a link there if you want to check that out. Here are some other signs of the times Take off your rose-tinted glasses. Many local people in the Nelson-Tasman region will know about the Blue Lake up in the Nelson Lakes National Park, which is said to be the world's clearest lake. Well, here Dr Catherine O'Reilly describe a world-first research activity. She and her team plotted the effect of climate change on, wait for it, 85,360 lakes for what they call the Global Inventory of Lake Colour. And the findings might colour your thinking about the amazing shifts in colour that is caused by the rising temperatures around the world. Now, that was a Radio New Zealand link, and you will find that on the Fresh FM Climate Matters webpage. And also on the theme of small things making a difference, there's a, a link there to a, an interview with Ruth McKee, who is a, report, is a member of DOC's team. She's the convener of Conservation Week. Well, that's now gone for this year. And she, her point is exactly that. Do some small things. And if lots of them do them, lots of us do them, they will make a real difference. From adding a pot plant indoors to putting up rubbish. It's an article in the spin-off and there'll be a link to that if you want. Also, in the theme of small making big, there's a a reference to a book uh, which I really recommend by Carolyn Arnold called Small Move, Big Change. And the point about Carolyn Arnold's thesis is that So many people break their New Year's resolutions within a week or two of making them because they try to be world-changing. They'll think, I'm going to get super fit and run a marathon or whatever it is, instead of thinking, I'll just walk around the block once every day. And so she's a great advocate of finding small things that you can embed as habits, and then they can become bigger things if that suits. Now we're going to close off with a... uh, with a hot tip for a cooler planet. And the hot tip is, and it's still timely for that, give low-carbon gifts this Christmas. So we don't have to give gifts, give a little less junk. Or decorate a used paper bag instead of buying wrapping paper. Or top up someone's public transport card for them. Or give a gift that soaks up carbon dioxide for years, give a tree to somebody or you give a tree to yourself and plant it. Or give a subscription to someone in support of great journalism. We all know that journalism is a a threatened or endangered species. We've got wonderful journalists, but some of them are struggling. I noticed that, that stuff, for example, has constrained its staffing and investigative journalism, and that's a great tragedy in my book. So on all of that note, and think hard about Christmas. I will also um, have just read in this morning's newsroom, which is well after Climate Matters number 85 came out, is the interview with the manager of the waste management landfill north of Auckland, and his basic message for people wanting to factor in what makes, well, not good waste, but what makes the worst waste is synthetic is bad and natural is good. That was the summary of um, industrial chemist who manages the waste management landfill and was interviewed by Nicky Mando on Newsroom this morning, the 24th of November. So on that rather garbled message, I'm going to close out now. And as always, wish you Kia Kaha for the climate.